Get your day started with a breakfast full of positive music, fun, inspiration and so much more. Rise and shine with Felon DJ. Weekday mornings on Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Lyle Shelton is joining us on the line. Hello, Lyle. Welcome back to 2020. Thanks very much, Neil. Good to be with you again. Lyle, there's some significant things that would be very worrying for many listeners to this conversation today. Uh, We're aware that when Donald Trump took over the presidency of the United States, he withdrew funding from the organisation known as Planned Parenthood. And what we saw in the aftermath of that was a number of nations around the world who have a more left-leaning, a more pro-abortion uh, idea of uh, of this particular organisation who, who really bent over backwards to try and fill uh, the funding gap that was left when America uh, pulled out. Now, what's disturbing in that is Australia seems to be one of those nations that's, that's jumped to the... Uh, to the uh, the support of Planned Parenthood, what is the story with that with that whole development? Yeah, well, Neil, it seems very much as you've described it. Uh, last week, uh, the Labor Senator Lisa Singh uh, urged the Turnbull government to provide uh, funding uh, to make up for some of this shortfall from the Americans withdrawing. And um, and let's let's just recap that uh, when Donald Trump became president, one of the first things he did was he withdrew funding from. Uh, any um, organizations globally that were recipients of United States aid money uh, who were using that aid money for giving advice about abortion uh, to uh, women in uh, in uh, developing nations. So he said, no more can you um, provide advice and urging for abortion uh, with American taxpayers' money. So that's left a gap for big organisations like Planned Parenthood and others. And uh, Labor Senator Lisa Singh was urging Julie Bishop, our foreign minister in the Turnbull government, uh, to help uh, make up some of that money. The very next day, Julie Bishop announced $9.5 million of Australian taxpayer money to go to the International Planned Parenthood Federation uh, for some of their programs in the Pacific and Asia area. Now, we know that International Planned Parenthood is uh, a global abortion advocate and, uh, and, a, and an abortion service provider. And, of course, their American affiliate, uh, Planned Parenthood of the United States, uh, was caught out selling uh, baby parts uh, for profit and uh, as a result the American arm has, is, a, is about to be defunded by uh, the Congress and by the Trump administration. So this is a very murky thing the Australian government has got itself involved in, in providing taxpayer money to an affiliate uh, of a disreputable uh, organisation and uh, providing taxpayer money to an organisation in the, in the form of International Planned Parenthood Federation which uh, advises and urges for abortion uh, in developing ca- nations. Lyle, the, the contrast here is, is fairly stark, isn't it? Because here's money, taxpayer money, uh, going to this Planned Parenthood organisation when, in fact, I suspect... Many who are listening to our conversation now might be saying, isn't the contrast, isn't the sort of thing we ought to be doing, uh, providing safe birthing facilities uh, for nations that, you know, are uh, challenged and uh, perhaps developing nations, uh, uh, obstetrics programs that help birthing to become a safe process, rather than funding with a taxpayer dollar uh, this organisation which uh, funds abortion as an industry. Uh, What are your thoughts on the contrast? 
Uh, exactly, and we've said as much in our media releases that clean birthing facilities are a much higher priority than than providing abortion, which which kills an unborn baby for a woman in the third world. Let's let's um, concentrate on on the basics uh, uh, rather than uh, this this misprioritisation. Uh, there's I'm very concerned that um, we can't uh, police you know sex selection abortions. I mean, many of these countries where this money is going uh, practice. Um, gender side of, of girls if they, if they can use uh, technology which potentially Australian taxpayers money is providing uh, to, to work out whether there's a baby girl um, some of those girls will, will be killed um, because some of these cultures put a higher value on girls. Now we mentioned this in our press release and, and that, um, that got up the, the back of our Foreign Minister Julie Bishop who tweeted over the weekend and, and posted on her Facebook page to say that that wouldn't be happening with Australian taxpayers money but uh, we would continue well, we can't even stop it in Australia. We know that sex selection abortion is happening in Australia where abortion is unregulated. Uh, and, um, and if we can't control it here, how, can, how on earth can we control it uh, when we're giving taxpayer money towards abortion services uh, in some of these Asia and Pacific nations? Uh, well, Lyle, no doubt this sort of thing uh, contributes to the unrest that goes on within the Liberal National Coalition. And uh, I just draw attention to... George Christensen, who's one of those who is on the right, a backbencher, but he's had quite a, a loud voice when it comes to standing up for uh, what are conservative values within the government. Uh, I just note that uh, over the weekend he's affirmed his commitment to the Nationals because there was some feeling that he might have jumped ship and uh, perhaps joined Cory Bernardi. What are your thoughts on what's happened over the weekend? Yeah, look, um, there's no doubt that many... Uh, within the coalition uh, are disturbed by developments like Julie Bishop's gift of $9.5 million to International Planned Parenthood. And uh, I know that sits very uneasily with many coalition members and uh, and I know it does uh, with George who uh, has, has been someone who's not afraid to speak up for the, the unborn and for their human rights and, and uh, I know that causes him discomfort as a member of the coalition. Uh, I think it's good that George has uh, decided to stay within the National Party and within the Turnbull government. Um, I think uh, better to, to fight from within side. Um, politics, uh, you, you don't always get everything that you want, but it is important to have voices within the government who can speak up in the party room, uh, in the forums of uh, the Liberal and National Party uh, for these values rather than be on the outside. I mean, there's room for both, obviously, and we've seen Cory Bernardi uh, leave the, the Turnbull government, but I think we need voices within the government as well. And, and uh, I personally am glad that uh, George has stayed, and I'm sure he'll continue to be a fearless advocate uh, for values. Well, there must be some correlations between the way these things are reported in the mainstream media and uh, the way these things are reported in the US because if we talk about this uh, whole issue with Planned Parenthood, well, of course, Donald Trump came under some severe criticisms, of course, uh, from the pro-abortion lobby in the United States. And things have continued. His, uh, his row with the media has continued. Over the weekend, he's... Uh, reinforced uh, his idea that uh, the media is really an enemy of the American people. And I imagine it's because of this tendency to lean to the left-wing uh, ethical social agenda. Uh, so what are your thoughts on, uh, on the media? An enemy of the American people? Is the media an enemy of the Australian people too? 
Look, I don't like uh, the use of that sort of language. Um, it is hyperbole, and I'm sure Donald Trump is doing it to, to make a point. Uh, and, and there is a point in that. I mean, if you take this issue of uh, human rights for the unborn and protecting unborn babies, the media certainly never cover that from an objective point of view. You've only got to look in today's Fairfax media online. Uh, there's stories about the, the Queensland abortion issue and the, and the moves to, to have abortion to birth there. And uh, the image that accompanies the news story is of a handful of pro-abortion protesters. Uh, you never see an image accompanying a story on abortion of the 4,000 people who marched uh, just the other week in Brisbane. Um, and and that, that they only ever show imagery um, that promotes in people's minds that uh, the public is in favour of things like abortion or, or whether it's... Um, redefining marriage. You only ever see the rainbow flags uh, in the images. So there's no doubt Donald Trump has a point. Uh, we see it every day at ACL. Uh, it is very one-sided in its, in its reporting. Enemy of the people, probably a little bit strong, but um, there's no doubt uh, we need to speak out and to call the media out on their bias. And they, there, there certainly is an inherent bias there. Um, there's not always a lot of balance, and that does need to be called out. Um, Donald Trump has a way of doing that using hyperbole, Maybe that's what's needed at the moment to, to break the impasse of political correctness that we currently have. Well, plenty of big things happening. And when we talk on a Monday, Lyle, oftentimes talking about the political agenda of the week ahead, well, there's something very significant happening this week. Uh, first time ever, as I understand it, an Israeli Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, is going to visit Australia this coming on Wednesday. What are your thoughts about his visit? Yeah, this is a historic uh, visit. The first time a sitting Israeli Prime Minister has visited Australia. Uh, very significant given it's um, the 100th anniversary this year of, um, of the uh, Battle of Beersheba, which uh, the Australian Light Horse led that uh, famous charge. And, and of course, the Australian um, Light Horse and Australian Army, the Anzacs, were, were instrumental in the liberation of Palestine from the Ottoman Empire during World War One. So, so that's um, that's all noteworthy to be um, celebrated and commemorated. Uh, I, I, obviously, uh, this visit will be in the context of the troubles, ongoing troubles in the Middle East, and, and particularly the long-running um, uh, unsettledness uh, of the issue between Palestinians and Israelis, and uh, the issues in Gaza and the West Bank, and and whether or not there should be a two-state or one-state solution. Um, uh, Australia is a bit player in all of that, but um, certainly we, we uh, as a nation, support the right of uh, the nation of Israel to exist, but we would want them to be coming to a, a just settlement with their Palestinian neighbours, uh, which is very complicated, particularly given Hamas, a terrorist organisation, uh, is ruling um, in, in uh, Gaza. So it, it's a complex issue, and Australia is going to be at the centre of those complexities and discussions uh, this week uh, as uh, Benjamin Netanyahu visits uh, this nation. Uh, interesting, as you describe Australia as a bit player, but uh, when world leaders are visiting our shores, uh, they have their own uh, ideas about what would be achieved in that. And I imagine it's a friendship-type mission to shore up friendships because uh, the way that uh, the world uh, does tend to polarise over these Israeli issues, uh, that's something that Benjamin Netanyahu, no doubt, will be looking to uh, to shore up in Australia, a level of friendship. Do you, do you think that uh, the Prime Minister, Malcolm Turnbull, and those others that he might be meeting with uh, will be uh, receptive and open to a continuing strong friendship with Israel? Yes, I think they will. Um, it's it's uh, 
a bit of long-standing policy of Australia to be um, uh, a friend of Israel, and I think that's a good thing. But I think we should also encourage Israel to, to do its bit, uh, to be constructive about ensuring that there's justice for the Palestinians as well. It is a complicated situation. Um, it's made even more complicated by the fact that uh, terrorist organisations uh, like Hamas um, uh, are governing in places like uh, the West Bank and, and the fact that um, there are so many extremists among the Palestinians. Um, uh, but then, you know, there are times when the, the Israeli state has been uh, heavy-handed in its crackdowns on Palestinians. So it, it's it's a really, really complicated situation. Uh, it's one that needs a lot of grace and forgiveness and goodwill uh, to come to a solution. And um, I really hope, and, and you know, this has been a perennial issue for decades, but I think we all want to see um, a resolution to the Israeli-Palestinian uh, conflict, which has uh, certainly been going on all of my lifetime, and that's going to take a lot of goodwill and forgiveness and trust uh, to see that uh, resolved. Okay, another big thing that's coming up, Lyle, the West Australian state election. Uh, The campaign is running hot. Uh, You've got uh, the Premier Colin Barnett in WA uh, declaring that his government is rapidly catching up to Labor. Of course, uh, just three weeks away to the election, it has been uh, Labor leading in the polls, but there seems to be a bit of an equalising. What are your thoughts on uh, three weeks out from the election? I think three weeks is an eternity in politics. Uh, there's no doubt that Colin Barnett, the Liberal Premier, uh, uh, is, is well behind. Uh, Mark McGowan, uh, the Labor leader, is an unknown quantity, um, although he has been leader for the last uh, seven years. Uh, but he's not a he's not a strong personality, um, and uh, uh, I guess it'll it'll come down to whether Western Australians feel that he's ready to to govern. One of the things that uh, concerns us, uh, a big issue which is not getting a lot of media coverage, is the fact that uh, Labor, under Mark McGowan, has said that they are going to strip about $4 million out of the education budget and put that towards the so-called Safe Schools program um, uh, in Western Australian schools. Now, this is a program which teaches children that their gender is just a social construct, that um, that it's doctors that assign uh, your gender at birth and that um, a kid you know, could be either a boy or a girl depending on what they feel strongly about in their mind. This is a very dangerous program. It's not based in science or biology. Uh, it's ideologically driven and unfortunately uh, Western Australian Labor has uh, caved into this and is, is about to take money out of teaching kids to read and write uh, to teaching children that their gender is fluid and encouraging cross-dressing and boys uh, identifying as girls being allowed to use the girls' toilets at schools. So this is very, very, very concerning and it's one that every Western Australian parent should be focused on as they consider how they will vote at this election. Well, we'll be monitoring along developments uh, in the WA election campaign. There's even a a plan afoot, I might say, uh, that uh, I'll be travelling to WA and we'll be broadcasting 2020 live in WA, in Perth, on the day before the election. So looking forward to that. Uh, There's other things that are happening with with, the Australian Christian Lobby. You've got some Meet the Candidate nights coming up. Uh, Lyle, uh, what sort of detail can you share with us about how West Australian listeners can actually be there and uh, front their politicians uh, face-to-face. Yeah, look, uh, most of our local Meet Your Candidate forums have already been held, but uh, this uh, Thursday night in Perth, uh, and I'll be travelling over for this uh, with our um, state director who's already on the ground, Dahlia Messier, 
Uh, we are holding an event with the Premier, Colin Barnett, and uh, with Mark McGowan, the Labor opposition leader. It's called Make It Count. Um, it's at, at the Kingdom City Church at 6.30. Um, now, I'm sorry, Neil, I don't have the, uh, the address details, but it is this uh, Thursday night, and we'd certainly encourage any Western Australian listeners to get along there to hear the Premier and the opposition leader address Christian voters. And uh, we'll be also asking them questions. There'll be church leaders uh, present who'll be putting questions uh, to the leaders. Um, certainly there'll be questions on safe schools. There'll be questions on uh, the issue of human rights for the unborn, uh, Indigenous poverty issues and the like. So uh, we'd certainly encourage people to come along and to show that we as Christians are interested and concerned about um, the politics and the, the governance of Western Australia. Uh, Kingdom City Church and I think our listeners will be able to Google that, find out uh, the address and how they can be a part of it and the times that that's on because it sounds like to me uh, that it's going to be one of those important gatherings, Lyle. It's like uh, when those uh, when those uh, marchers got out on the street uh, recently for the March for Life in Brisbane and, uh, and there was a huge number. Uh, numbers are important when you have these sorts of events and I imagine that, uh, that you know, to make an impression on uh, the Premier and the Leader of the Opposition, that'll be an important night on Thursday. So... Uh Yep. What was that? You were about to say something, yeah, Lyle? Yeah, really, really important. No, thanks for saying that, Neil. And um, and I do believe that we have um, some information about the event on our website, acl.org.au. Uh, people could certainly contact the office if they're, if they're keen to go. Well, Lyle, as always, just great getting your insights into the agenda that is upon us for another new week. Uh, always appreciate that. And thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. It's a pleasure, Neil. Thanks for having us. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.